Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there. This is Penny. Welcome to our Flourish Podcast. I am very privileged today because I have a dear friend of mine, Maddie Bell, who happens to be the worship leader at our church, Victory Family Church in Cranberry, Pennsylvania. And I asked her if she would just be with us today and just kind of share her perspective as a young person. I'm a bit older than her. <laughs> I'm 66 and she's 31. 31. So obviously she's very mature and, and has so much wisdom. And yikes, she's an incredible worship leader. You just, I wish you could hear her this lead worship. She's incredible. But something that I've always loved to do is just be with young people and hear their hearts and talk to them and get to know them and just kind of, my heart is to support them and to stand with them. And so I kind of ask her some questions ahead of time to think about a bit. And uh, I'll just start down that road a bit. And so Maddie, tell me as a young Christian woman, in a large thriving church, what are some of the biggest challenges you or your peers or your friends face? I know that um, with my peers, I think, you know, I'm obviously 31. I think one of the biggest challenges that I hear about and see for this younger generation or even people that are just in that stage of life, mm-hmm. like post high school, post college, is there's a Everybody wants to be in a connected community, of course. Like, I think a lot of people understand and value that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when you're in, especially your 20s, it's the first time that you don't have those built-in friendships in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not in the same classes in high school or even in college. You don't have the college roommates. There's So you have to kind of, you're on your own to find community, Mm -hmm. I think, for the Mm -hmm. first time in life. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, especially when they know that being a part of community is a really crucial part of just being a human being. And then right. also in the church world, um, you know, you want to be with like, like-minded people. And we know that iron sharpens iron and right. all that kind of stuff. So I think right. a lot of people are looking for that, um, but kind of coming up short. And so I think one of my um, biggest encouragements is sometimes you just have to do things afraid. Mm-hmm. And so it might be scary yeah. to go to a young adult group for the first time or go to a new church for a first time. Yeah. Um, but my biggest encouragement is to just take a step of faith and, you know, go visit places, go put yourself out there. And it might take a couple tries. You might go somewhere and you think, oh, it's not really a good fit. I would encourage just don't jump ship right away. You know, get a good understanding of, you know, whatever the churches that you're going to or the group that you're um, putting yourself in. Um, You know, just do things afraid and put yourself out there to make those friendships and to make those relationships. Because the reality is that a lot of times they don't, they don't just happen. You know, you kind of have to pursue that um, and pursue community and build that community, especially in this phase in life that's after after high school, after college. Yeah. Um, And I do really, really believe in the importance of community. It's Mm -hmm. been a huge, huge part of my life. I'm so thankful to be surrounded by life-giving people. Um, But 
you know, sometimes if there's a friend group that you admire or somebody that you, you know, go to church with that you like the way that they steward their life or you just look up to them in any way, yeah. my encouragement is also just to go up to those people and say, hey, Introduce yourself. do you want to go get coffee or yeah, something as simple awesome. as that? Um, and, you know, maybe you hang out a couple times and maybe it catches on and, you know, or maybe you go out a couple times and it doesn't and that's yeah. okay. You know, yeah. you just keep trying. Um, and I just, I've really seen the faithfulness of God in my life mm-hmm. with putting me in the right groups of people at that's the great. right time. And I know that that's something that God desires for his children to be a part of life-giving community. Mm-hmm. So I really think that if you're putting yourself out there, that God's going to honor that and lead you to the right people that you need to surround yourself with. That's really good. And I feel like, honestly, sometimes older adults, same thing applies. And oftentimes they as well are reluctant to just say, you know, I'm going to put my, I'm going to join a small group. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make friends. Like mm-hmm. I know even me, okay, this is kind of crazy, but I was a pastor's wife for what? 40 some years. And then I came to Victory Family Church because we moved, you know, an hour away from where we had been and where Keith had actually been the pastor of our last church. So for the first couple of years, I hardly knew any, it was a big church. I hardly mm-hmm. knew anyone. I maybe knew 10 people in the church. And I'm not, I was busy at home with family and that type of thing. So I, I'm sure I had excuses. But finally, I just asked our pastor's wife, I said, I need to join a small group. You got any recommendations? And she recommended one. Mm-hmm. And I am so thankful because now we're just all wonderful friends. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have legitimate friends in the church. And that has created then other open doors. And I just feel like, I'm just really a part of the body now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just attending church, yeah. but I'm really part. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for you at your age, you're 31, how, just give a couple reasons why, you, you know, you say community or having like-minded people in your life actually help you in your walk with God. Mm-hmm. How does that help you? I think it's so important to have people that are chasing after God with you. You know, mm-hmm. like, when you're in... A trial in life or when you're in like just a low point in life having those people that you can openly and honestly go to and say this is what's going on having a really tough time and they're there to pray with you encourage you speak the word of god over you yeah and just remind you who you are in christ yeah um that's been a huge thing in my life um well that opens the door then too to the fact that that means you have to be somewhat vulnerable, mm-hmm. even in your relational dynamics. You know, like people can tend to be a little bit, sometimes overly cautious in opening their hearts up mm-hmm. about things maybe mm-hmm. they're struggling with or whatever. So to be in community, that means you have to be willing to, obviously with discretion. Sure. But share parts of who you are right. and things that you do need right. prayer or accountability with. Right. You know? Right. So if you... Has that been hard or have you learned how to do that? Is it? I think I'm, I'm naturally somebody that might not open up right away, but eventually, you know, after you kind of, um, build closer relationships with people, like you said, use your discretion and you kind of know, okay, this is a safe person that I can trust. Exactly. Um, and that is not going to look at me any differently or talk about me when I'm not around. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, but when I find those people, I think that it is really important 
to have people in your life that you can be vulnerable with and right. not act like you have it all together. Right. Um, that you can just be real with. Like, everybody needs to just be real, like, in real community where yes. they can just be 100% themselves. Yes, so. I agree. And even on the podcast, like, I share things about myself. <laughs> they know I don't have it all together. You know, there are a lot of things I'm still in process of learning and need other people around me, you know, to help mm-hmm. me, to encourage me. Mm-hmm. So... And the next question is, how can people my age encourage, strengthen, and invest in people your age? Like, obviously, that's really important to me. Like, I love the next generation. I love young people. I love the energy they bring. I love the life they bring. I love their open, pure Mm -hmm. hearts. I just love being around them. A lot of my friends are young people in their 30s. I mean, I have a a Mm -hmm. lot of very good friends in their 30s. So how can people my age... Like, come alongside people your age and actually really help to strengthen or encourage. I think that one of the biggest ways um, that the um, generations that have gone before us can help us is um, through relationship and input. Um, I feel like we've let a lot of differences between our generations, whether perceived or actual differences, I feel like we let that we that holds us back from being in real relationship Mm -hmm. with each other and um i think that one of the biggest ways that um the generation can help us is um just reaching out and and giving us input and calling out the blind spots and um sharing experiences of you know, things that you've walked through mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you can give me wisdom mm-hmm. or advice or say, mm-hmm. Hey, this could be a potential pitfall that you're about yes. to walk into. Maybe we avoid that. Right. Um, and, um, I think that there is a little bit of, uh, ownership on like my generation that mm-hmm. we need to take too. like, we can't just expect, you know, these relationships to fall into our lap. You right. know, if there is somebody right. that we admire or look up to or feel like we have a lot that we can learn from, right. I think that there does need to be some ownership <clears throat> on, on our part and right. actually go up to and approach people of the older generation and say, hey, yeah, I need you, yeah. you know, which, yeah. and that's kind of what I did with you. And you're the first person that I've ever, I've had, of course, over the years, people that have poured into my life mm-hmm. and, you know spoken life over me and stuff. But I had never actually sat someone down and said, will you be my mentor? <laughs> you were the first person. I was so I've excited when you did that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's a really awesome part about you, Penny, obviously, is that you're always so willing to, um, you know, share what you have with the younger generation. But I think a lot of other people are like that too. I you do know, too. If, you, if you're, too. if my generation is just bold enough to go up to somebody and say, Hey, yeah. will you be my mentor? Will you, you know, be somebody yeah. that can speak into my life? I think that more times than not, you know, well, you forgot the beginning part because <laughs> <laughs> every week I would see Maddie leading worship. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what an anointing on her life. I, I mean, I would, my, my family and I would just sit there and go, Oh my gosh, she's so anointed. You know, what a gifting. <laughs> I love her. And so I Facebook messaged her and said, I want to meet you sometime. And my kids are like, you're like a stalker, mom. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I just want to meet her, you know? And so I forget. It took a little while, but then our friend Vicky, our mutual friend, I think, she, did she arrange the first She did. She, she arranged did. us. And the funny part of it is, oh, this is ridiculous. 
I think we were supposed to meet at 5.30. And I saw Vicky's invitation, because she's very thorough, and she's <laughs> sending me an invitation in an email. And all I saw was the 7.30 part. So I thought I'll just get a nice relaxing <laughs> bath, chill out while I'm waiting to go. This is a late dinner, 7.30, but I guess that's just what worked for them. So I'm in the bathtub. It's like 5.15, and I get a phone call from Vicky, and she said, where are you? And I go, get in a bath. And she goes... <laughs> Well, Maddie and I are here, and we're kind of waiting for you. You're supposed to be here at, like, 5. I'm like, what? And I was, like, panic-stricken. <laughs> so I jumped out, got ready really fast. Like, it looked, it looked scary. And then I was, like, walking in, what, a half hour, 45 minutes at least late. And I thought, wow, what a great first impression. <laughs> I've been stalking you. And now I, I'm, like, 45 minutes late for our first hangout session. I thought it was so funny. I loved it. <laughs> But we hit it off right away, yeah. and then Maddie later on said, hey, can we talk? And then she said, uh, would you be open to mentoring me to some degree? And I was, like, so honored because, again, I think she's pretty awesome. But <laughs> I think it's important for people our age, too, to really uh, – what's the word? <sighs> Set the, the pace in such a way that the younger people know we're not going to judge them. Yes. We're not looking to, like, say, you know, like – be legalistic with them or get on their case or just like point out their faults or whatever. That doesn't mean we won't speak into their life or challenge them in any way or hold them to a high standard. Mm -hmm. But we're looking to come alongside and, and build them up and befriend them and love them and encourage them and strengthen them. And I think people our age should be looking for those opportunities, mm -hmm. you know, just like Maddie said, the younger people should also be doing that, mm -hmm. you know, but there is an exchange that we have for one another. Yeah. And I glean a lot from you too. I love hearing about you and what God's doing in your life and what's happening, you know, but we both have to be willing to go after it. And I don't think there should be a separation in church where the older people hang out with just the older people and the 30 something is just hanging. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. there's, it needs to be a cross yeah. Pollinization, yeah. and I love it, to go off of that. The Bible does say that iron sharpens iron. It mm -hmm. doesn't give an age range around that, right? So I think that no matter the age range, no matter the you know relationship ages, yeah, iron does sharpen iron, and yeah. that is just a biblical truth. So yes. no matter how big of an age gap there is between two people, you know, when when Christians get together and yeah. they, they talk about life and they talk about God, iron sharpens iron. Yes. And so we're sharpening each other, even though our experiences may be vastly exactly. different, you know, we're we're sharpening each other. And I think that's really awesome. And it's fun too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love my friends that are my age, believe me, we're kindred spirits. I love them deeply. But I also love to be with my young friends. And there's a lot of you out there and you know who you are. <laughs> so I'm just gonna one more thing. And if you could address some of the pastors, pastors' wives, other leaders, or long-term Christians that may be listening, I mean, we covered this to some degree, but just kind of a last thing to share. What would you say to them in regard to influencing the young adults in their midst? Mm -hmm. Just kind of. Yeah, I personally, I'm really inspired. And obviously, like I am a Christian, so I'm going to come at this from a Christian perspective. Um, but I am personally inspired by people that have a rich history with the Lord, mm -hmm. that have been walking with the Lord for a long time, because that's something that I aspire to in my yeah, life. You know, yeah. I want to be 90 years old, 80 years old, and just so passionate and on fire for God. Mm -hmm. um, so when I see other people from older generations that still have that, there's a part of me that's like, 
wants to like be like how like how have you maintained that fire how are right. you still so on fire for god right. um so that's that's one thing that um just really personally inspires me and i think um you know if, when the older generations can be honest about their past experiences mm-hmm. and they can tell us stories and experiences that they've had maybe when they were our age um or older or maybe last um, week even or maybe last <laughs> week even um then maybe they were walking through something they didn't have the answers or um didn't have the wisdom that maybe they have now and just sharing um sharing mistakes and mm-hmm. sharing um you know, just some, maybe those pitfalls that they fell into. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that, um, I'm super, super grateful for the leadership that I serve. Yeah. Um, it's just very open and honest about, um, you know, some of the things that they walked through when they were young leaders or young mm-hmm. pastors or young in their faith. Um, and I know uh, like our pastor, pastor, John, oh he's gosh. very open Him about and Michelle are yeah, phenomenal. Just starting his church and, you know, some of the things that, um, maybe he did or that he took on early on in his ministry. And I've mm-hmm. learned so much just from hearing about his experiences during that time. And another pastor that's on staff, um, where we go to church, his name's pastor Matt. And I'll never forget. There was a, um, staff teaching staff prayer, we get together once a week and somebody usually shares something mm-hmm. and, um, and then we pray and things like that. And there was a staff prayer that he led staff meeting and he just told stories about his leadership when he was in his twenties mm. and just mistakes that he made and mm. decisions that he thought were the right decision at the time. And it turned out that they weren't maybe the yeah. best decisions yeah. later on. And I, I actually sent him a message after he shared. And I was just like, thank you for being honest. And it was one of the greatest, you know, talks that we had had. And I just felt so encouraged because, you know, I'm very aware of my shortcomings. I'm very aware of the areas that I need to grow in. And so just having this um, incredible leader Mm -hmm. stand in front of everybody and be like, listen, I didn't have it all figured out when I was your age. And these were some of the things that I did. Um, And that was just so encouraging to me because it's easy for the younger generation to look at people with years of experience that have kind of, you know, they've honed in on their craft and they've perfected what they're doing or whatever. And it's easy for us to look at that and think they've just always been that way. Yeah. And that's just not the case. Not so much. So hearing real, honest, vulnerable leaders saying, hey, I didn't have it all figured out. And these were some of the mistakes that I made along the way. Yeah. I mean, that's just so powerful. That's pretty great. Well, like for me, we're just going to close kind of with when I was... I gave my life to Christ when I was 17, and, and my fr- best friend, Pam, and I, it was interesting. We had a friend group at church, but we mostly hung out with the 60s and 70-somethings ladies. <laughs> How funny is that? I, I mean, we that. just did. <laughs> we went to the old lady Bible studies. My mom would take us to these, you know, and uh, like for fun, they would do rope tricks. The one guy would do rope tricks after the <laughs> meeting, you know, but... Even when I was in crisis, um, there was a woman named Ann Thomas, and I would go to her house and just talk to her. And she was at least 70 at the time, and Mm -hmm. I was like 18, you know, and she bought me my first Bible, and she just poured into our lives, and so did these other older people. And I I sometimes attribute a lot of where I'm at later on Mm -hmm. in life to being around those older saints, because they were so wise, and not afraid to just speak the truth and to love us. They weren't intimidated by, you can't be intimidated by young people. You can't be Mm -hmm. like, feel awkward or whatever. Mm -hmm. You just have to go after Mm -hmm. it. You know, don't, don't be shy 
around young people. Just be their friend. Just mm-hmm. love them. Mm-hmm. And that's how these older folks were with us. And we just, like, sometimes my friend Pam and I, we'd go for the evening. We'd go order over to Ann's house. We'd order pizza, get some tea, hang out for four or five hours. Just, I love that. And she would just sometimes share things out of the box. She was a crackerjack. She was real <laughs> funny. She was quite the character. But, I mean, I just would encourage you, you know, no matter what age you're in life, look for someone that you can pour into yeah. and that you can love. And, you know, sometimes a lot of the younger folks, even 20-somethings, 30-somethings, maybe haven't had a lot of parental input in mm-hmm. their lives, mm-hmm. you know. Um, maybe they're missing one of their parents, or maybe they even came from a broken home, and, and they've, they don't have that. They weren't even trained. Sometimes I would train young people in how to clean. Um, I, I hung out with a bunch of young people Oh, probably 35 years ago. And one day I said something to them about, hey, can you go clean the windows? And they didn't know how to do it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to teach them how to do yeah. it. But like, just go after it. Go after the young people in your sphere of influence and love them and encourage them and be their friend. Any parting words? I love that. I love that. Yeah, my last parting words, if you're a younger person and you're listening to this podcast and you don't have anyone from the older generation that can speak into your life, I just encourage you to pray about who can be that person. And I believe that the Lord will highlight somebody to you. And then I just want to encourage you to just go after it, pursue that relationship. Even if you're afraid, do it afraid. And God only knows what can come from that. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you were here with me, Maddie. I love Maddie very much. She's wonderful. I wish you all could meet her and hear her sing. (laughs) But uh, thank you all for joining us for the Flourish podcast. And I love you all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.